Being Black in America comes with its challenges. However, we understand that enlightenment through education is the oppressor's worst fear. By bridging the gap between academia and the people, our purpose is to equip you with knowledge that breaks down barriers during your journey towards truth and freedom. Welcome to the Black and Highly Dangerous Podcast. Yo, yo, Dev, what's going on? What's going on? Uh, nothing much, nothing much. Just enjoying the holidays, enjoying family, uh, traveling. That That's all that's going on with me. Yeah, see, I just got back from my nice little vacay, Cabo. Nice, <laughs> nice. Amazing. Oh, man, I needed that so bad. I feel yeah. so relaxed now, zinned out, sitting on a beach with 80 degree weather, you know, away from this Jersey cold rain. <laughs> I feel you. That, that That's actually one of my Christmas presents. I'm going to Cabo in March. Nice. So I got a Christmas because Lord knows on my, my student budget, I cannot afford <laughs> Cabo. So that's my Christmas and birthday gift to go go there with some of my friends in March. Oh, nice. Y'all going to have y'all gonna have fun. It's a real good mm-hmm. spot. And I was, did y'all do like all-inclusive? Yeah, we did an all-inclusive spot, um, which was cool. And, you know, what I would say about Cabo is surprisingly like just so you know too and whoever's listening like the airport was really easy to go through you know mm-hmm. a lot of times we travel internationally sometimes the customs and the security and but it was such a smooth process coming in and even a super smooth process going out like i really appreciate that because there's some places where i'd be in them lines forever and take it forever it'd just be too much mm. so it was, mm. it was cool mm-hmm that's good to hear. That's good to hear. I do want to tell people while they are traveling during this holiday season, please be careful. Uh, while I was traveling, I, I won't describe the circumstances because I'm kind of implicated in this for being so silly to be trusting. Mm-hmm. But my license and one of my credit cards was stolen oh, from my. my bag while I was traveling at the airport. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, I will tell the story. And y'all gonna be like, girl, you were stupid anyway. But <laughs> oh my god. So uh I was traveling the same route as this this older guy um who was really nice. You know, I was helping him through the airport and stuff like that. We had the same route from, you know, from our connecting flight to the final destination and um you know, he was very forthcoming. Like, I know his name. I know I know all of everything about him. I even got his phone number. Because uh, we, like, exchanged, you know, some stuff. Because he was giving me, he was actually giving me some little good little details about my research. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only time my bag was not out, was not in my sight, was when I said, hey, you know, do you mind watching my stuff while I went to the restroom? Mm. He had done the same thing with me. That was the only time it was out of my sight. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm just like, where else could it go? I'm not going to say no name. Oh, no. my goodness. But it's like, where else could it have gone? But why do you want your license, though? That's crazy. Maybe they want to order some stuff online. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> That's wild. I'm like, you know, I'm of of course I care about the credit card, but it's just kind of like you can cancel a credit card, and it came in the the new credit card. I called, you know, my my credit card company. They uh-huh. overnighted a new one. That's not a big deal. Yeah, the license, license part, though. the issue. Yes, yeah, because you got to go to the DMV. You just can't order a new one. 
And the thing is, I can't because I'm not I'm not even in. I still have a Tennessee license, so I'm not I won't I don't plan to be in Tennessee until January. I had to order a new one online, but I'm I got to fly back, fly back out to a few places before I get that license back. Dang, Dang that's crazy. But I mean, I mean, like what you did was not was normal. People do that all the time. Like even when I'm in the airport, hey, can you watch my stuff, run into the bathroom, you know. And so, and so it's not like, but yeah, it's rare that somebody, I mean, yeah, I guess you do take the risk, but people do that. It's like a normal kind of airport activity, you know? Especially when you don't spend like the last two hours, because we had a very long day over. So I had spent like the last two hours with this person. Yeah. So. If it was him, that's a very bold move as well, because that would make you suspect number one, you know? Yeah, because like I said, it was not out of my sight at any other time. So, and I did, I never like bought anything at the airport. I didn't, so I didn't use the card and I know it was in there. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm yeah. more upset about the license, though. So be careful, y'all. Yeah, you know, even careful. if it's the older gentleman who claims to be a pastor, don't do it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> don't trust anybody. That's don't funny. trust nobody. That's funny. At the airport, I did run into um, two, I guess, celebrities, if you will. Um, well, one is Ryan Howard. A lot of people probably don't know him, but he was the first baseman for the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Um, who was pretty good. And I only know, I know him because there's only you know, a handful of, like, really good black MLB players. He was one of them. And then on the way back, we ran into uh, Terrence Howard. That's so funny. Uh, Lucius Lyon. That was funny. Lucius Lyon. I mean, he saw us looking. Yeah, I mean, me and Kristen, like, he was was walking to his his gate or whatever, and Uh I was looking, and he was looking at me. I'm like, and then Kristen looks, she's like, I think that's, I think that's Terrence. I'm like, yeah, I think it is. He saw us looking, and so he gave us a little head nod, gave him a little head nod, and he kept it moving. Um, yeah <laughs> actually so you know what I remember in Atlanta I like passed by young Jeezy and it was one of those things where you kind of walked by and was like that was young Jeezy like you know what I'm saying it's kind of like but I, I kind of I try to respect like if I run into or pass by like a celebrity or something I try to just like admire from afar like I don't mm-hmm. you know because yeah, I, I know they probably get tired of like people speaking asking for autographs and stuff like that but it's just kind of like I see you. I see you. Yeah, you say seeing me see you, and I'ma just I'ma let you know I you know respect you from afar. That's so that's funny. cool. That's funny because Atlanta, I ran into uh, Ti at CVS. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was me and my brother and my best friend. We was at CVS and we were just in a parking lot chilling. And we see like we see this phantom outside. We're like, "What car is this?" And then long like we was outside, and a couple minutes later, Ti walks out. You know, just him by himself, and he looking at us. We looking at him. He just gave a little head nod. We gave him a head nod. And he hopped in his family and drove off. I was like, that's crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> just seeing them out and about by themselves. But hey, they're human too, I guess, you know? Yeah, they are. All right. Um, all right, so we'll get into this old Lord news. I'm sure we got some, some good stuff. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to BHD News, where we give you the most current and eye-opening old Lord news of the week. Join us as we present news that'll make you want to say... Okay, so for our first Oh Lord news story, and it and is definitely Oh Lord newsworthy. This past Thursday, do you know who Katrina Pearson is? Not really. Okay, so Katrina Pearson is a African American or mixed Trump aide. Mm-hmm. 
who, you know, she's known for like going on CNN, you know, and just, you know, saying outrageous, ludicrous things. Mm. Well, this past Thursday, she decides that she wants to tweet uh, to hold a senator accountable for his role in the Russian dossier. Uh, she called it the Russian hoax, the dossier issue. Mm-hmm. Well, the only issue with that tweet was she's trying to uh, ask uh, why John McCain wasn't responding to questions about his role in the oh, dossier. Wow. Now, if we recall... He passed away in August. Why is she tweeting this on December 20th? I, I don't understand how some people keep their jobs, man. <laughs> like, there's no was, way. Yeah, it was funny because, you know, of course, Twitter went in. They're like, you know, they got pictures of like Ouija boards. Like, what you want to do, hold a seance or something? <laughs> like, come on. Like, how is he going to answer questions about his role? In oh, it? my it's just, God. That's insane. What was her response? Did she respond to this? Uh, I think she tried to pretend like that she knew and she was just trying to highlight the fact that he still played a role. I, I don't know. It's just silliness. Like the man has passed away. Like what do you what 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 can you get from him? Yeah, that's wild. not what you want. What what could you get from him at this point? Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-mm-mm. Shame on you. Yes. Um, speaking of craziness from the right. Uh, So, you know, it's been like a big issue over this funding for the border wall and stuff like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A big controversy. Yep. Big, big controversy. Well, uh, 188,000 Americans on the right decided they wanted to help contribute. Can you guess how much they have contributed thus far to help Uh, building that wall? I could only imagine. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, it's a few million, I'm sure. It is as of earlier today, eleven point five oh, million dollars. Wow. Wow, to build a wall, huh? These people, man, these, y'all that can't I can't believe it. They're really putting all their funds and effort into this. A wall that's not even gonna work. It's not gonna work. They already said it can't even go across the whole border. It's not, it's not, it's not gonna work. It's gonna be the silliest thing ever. But okay. It, if you if we can raise eleven point five million dollars to do that, like just think about what we could do for homeless people, mm-hmm. what we could like do for like there's so schools. many worthwhile causes that would not get eleven million dollars. Yes, you know, tuition, you know, there's like you could I mean there's a lot of things you can do, a lot of good things you can do with that. Yeah, we need to turn that into a scholarship fund. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> the wall scholarship. Uh, yeah. This last old Lord news story is going to make your uh, blood boil a Uh-oh. little bit. So I hop on Facebook and, you know, Facebook got this little new video feature or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Why do I see this black boy uh, in the middle of like a wrestling match? He's in his gear. A white woman is standing behind him with gloves and scissors just kind of ferociously cutting off his dreadlocks. Mm. Come to find out a referee who has previously been called out for his um, racial, uh, I don't know, issues, Mm -hmm. potentially told him that he either had to cut off his locks in the middle of the match or he would be forced to forfeit the match. Oh my God, that's crazy. I ain't never heard no rules like that. 
Now, the 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 team or or this di- particular district, they do have a rule that says like the hair has to be, you know, you have to be either clean shaven or like if you have longer hair, you have to wear like a cap. And it's probably to protect the the student. Well, guess what? The guy had on a cap. Mm. The student had on a cap, but they made him take the cap off and they cut his hair and it's just so demoralized and like are you serious like that's so and i saw the clip recently this morning too uh i think sean king was posting it and mm-hmm. and you can see like he's the kid is upset you know what i'm saying um he wind up winning the match but even after he won the match you can see like it looked like he was almost crying like still upset about having to cut his hair to do that um, yeah, he walked away. De- he was so dejected. Like, yeah. everybody dapping him up, and he just like, whatever. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, man, why I cut my hair to to, to, to wrestle, man? Like, it's not going to give you any kind of advantage, you know, uh, of, of having long locks. But, yeah, the fact that the biggest issue, and this is a lot what we've seen with cats like this referee and even with law enforcement that get into these kind of troubles is that they have a history of it. You know, mm-hmm. and then now I'm sure the school's gonna try to respond. And but no, if you knew this guy had a history of it before, you know it was in the headlines before. Why even continuously hire him until he does something even bigger and and more drastic again? And so yeah, the, the school's about to get a lot of flack for that. And now you know, I mean, sure the kid can grow his hair back, but that 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 experience, man, it, it's 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 probably gonna be pretty pretty traumatizing. It's gonna stick with him for a while. Mm-hmm. Now, get this kicker. So, um, you know, I was, you know, I strolled comments. And so in the comment, they actually showed a picture of the two-time NCAA champion. His name is Ben Askren. He is a white male and he has like a big bushy, like you could call it a white fro. Mm-hmm. And it's big, it's bushy, it's out there. Two-time champion. And even in his championship photo, like the referee is is holding up the guy's hand with his hair all wild. Mm. And Ben even commented on that because somebody was like, oh, this is the NCAA versus high school. And so Ben, he actually spoke up. He has a verified Twitter check mark and everything. And he was like, um, he wore a hairnet for two seasons in high school. It was never an issue for him. Mm. So we can't just say, oh, it's about the hair. No. If they're going to be rules, enforce them across the board. But if you say I can wear a hairnet or some type of cap to protect, then, you know, yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> no, we know. You know, it's just it's just racism. That's all. This guy's racist. And hopefully he gets fired and never gets another gig again. Agree. Clearly he can't be equal and fair. That's what you expect refs to be. And this guy clearly has a bias. <laughs> for sure. Yes. Clearly, but I hope his locks grow back even stronger because they tried to take away his strength, you know, kind of like uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's probably what his strategy was. Yeah, try to take away his strength and demoralize him before the match, and he still won. Still and what? Won. Yep. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Now. Yeah. <laughs> but those are my old or new stories. I, I think I got a couple too that there's been, I feel like it's been a. a a pretty heavy news week this week. And there's a couple yeah. that caught my eye. Okay. One story, okay. Now, I know we talked about before on some episodes how we're excited about the live-action Lion King that's going to be coming out next year. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But there has been some controversy around this now within these past couple of days. And what has happened is that Disney has trademarked the phrase Akuna Matata. Ciao. 
And so now there's a lot of people upset, you know, talking about appropriation one way. How can you trademark a phrase that is not yours, that is culturally relevant to, you know, pretty much... I think it was, I think there's a Zimbabwean activist right now who's combating it and has a petition with like around 40, 50,000 signatures um, yeah. going against what what they're doing. Uh, so so there's a lot of controversy on that. Should they do it? Shouldn't they do it? Why are they doing that, right? Uh, as well, because the movie, it became popular with the first Lion King. Why didn't they trademark it then? Why are they trying to trademark it now? You know, it's also a question too. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of like... I don't know. It's like you're trademarking another country, another culture's slang term for like no problems. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's not yours. I could see if it was kind of like, oh, that was a made up thing that you can't. But no, you you did not come up with that. You you took that. Yeah, that's that's it's problematic. I, to me, I'm against it. I'm like, nah, you can't just be, you know, making money off other people's and other cultures' phrases, you know. Um, yeah. It's just the wrong thing to do. Like, let them yeah. have their phrase, you know, or at least let all the money go to them. You know, let them trademark it if that's the case. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That actually reminds me about this um, white guy who trademarked uh, the name Poke or like Hawaiian Poke or something like that when, uh, no, he trademarked Aloha Poke. Mm. Now, in in Hawaii, Aloha and Poke are, you know, things that are part of everyday life. Yeah. But now, like, he started actually trying to, like, file, like, injunctions against actual Hawaiian, like, Poke shops who use Aloha in their name. Oh, I Even if it. they had done it before him, and even though it's a part of their language. That's crazy. See, people are trying to just take everything, man. It's not theirs. You can't take language. You can't trademark <laughs> language and, and, and cultural phrases, you know. And Hakuna Matata is like, you know, that's a popular one. Yeah. I don't want Disney making money off that. I don't either. So don't be buying no Hakuna Matata shirts, y'all. Oh, yeah. And don't buy Hawaiian poke. Yeah, I mean, Aloha poke. <laughs> yeah, I definitely. If I see y'all definitely walk around with a Disney Hakuna Matata shirt, I'm be looking at you sideways. Sideways. <laughs> um, there was this other story <clears throat> that I thought was uh, very old oh Lord newsworthy and um, problematic in a lot of ways, but the the government officially passed um, a law making lynching a federal hate crime. <laughs> this has been on the books and been for 100 years and has had 200 attempts, failed attempts, to making this a federal hate crime, but it was recently passed this this past week, uh, and now lynching is now a federal hate crime, and if found guilty, you can serve life in prison. <laughs> so that's kind of crazy that it took that long for, for this to be seen as a federal crime. That's sad. It's 2018 and we just, it, child, it's 2019. We, we're yes. not even going to get them no two weeks. It's 2019. It's 2019. And they just now passing a lynching mm-hmm. bill. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how we get here like this, man. What, what is wrong with our country? And even to go along those lines, another story I saw, again, which is even more so, even more so, goes along the same lines as why, oh, Lord, newsworthy for our government is that the UN General Assembly recently voted on a resolution to address violence against women and girls, okay? 
There's over two. There's like two hundred and some odd countries a part of this, and the U.S. is one of them. And so there are some abstentions, but 162 of the countries voted yes in support of this, and mm-hmm. there was only one no vote out of the 200 and some odd countries. Do you know what that no vote was? What country that was? Hmm, it, let, let me just guess. America, USA. Yes, the USA. <laughs> Good old USA. The only country in the entire UN General Assembly to say no, we do not want to address a resolution to uh, with violence against women and, and girls, but everybody else was supporting it. Isn't that kind of crazy, man? Like, Did they provide any type of rationale? I have no idea. I was just looking at the tally. People were just talking about the tally and the votes. Um, and it's clear, like, you see all of the votes from all the countries that are part of it. And, you know, all these yeses. And you see the one no. It was the USA. Um, so, yeah, I don't know why the Trump administration, whomever voted no against this, just like they do with things like climate change and all this other kind of stuff with the whole world is on board of and supporting the USA wants to say no. And this is this is the stuff that really is problematic when you hear the, the voting trends and you hear how a lot of, especially like white women, et cetera, vote for this administration. But yet when they have these policies that are say, oh, no, we're not going to support these provisions that protect women and children around the world from violence. Like, I, I'm, mm. I'm confused. <laughs> Y'all got to explain that one to me. Explain. Ex- <laughs> I, I don't know. I It's just kind of like you cannot say you're for empowerment you're for all of these things but you are so regressive like you are just so just mm. mm-hmm. yeah no it's um, that that's sad and sickening it really is it really is so i don't know what would have come from that but this is the state of our country folks we're spending 11 million dollars on walls we're just now making lynching illegal we're not supporting um global actions against uh, that support that stop violence against women and girls um, so let's yeah, it begs the question a lot of things and one thing I want to address too is uh, is a story that you know we, we dropped last week um, about the First Step Act and mm-hmm. I'm sure many of you have saw the headlines that it has recently passed in Senate um, that's good which is good which is good in a lot of ways but I do have a question that I'll get to in a second that just has me raise a couple eyebrows because well, one of the things that passed, so that's good, prison reform. Um, many people didn't think Trump would, you know, he would sign off on this because of his stance when he first got into office of being super, you know, pro-police and, and no against criminal justice reform in general. Uh, but a lot of it says that it had to do with his, um, with his son-in-law, I believe, or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, really pushing that, and a lot of people also linking that to his connections with, like, Kardashian folks, etc., um, mm. <laughs> which is interesting in a lot of ways. That that's what it takes to get his attention to get criminal justice reform or other celebrities uh, getting their, the the ear into Trump. Um, but one of the interesting things when I talked about it last week was that you know there were Democrats that were against it, like Cory Booker, etc., um, mm-hmm. because it was missing some of the major components of what they wanted to say, mainly dealing with sentencing reform. So I wanted to see if when they passed it because I saw him promoting it and applauding the passing of this bill as well on his Instagram page. So I said, oh, they must have changed some things in the act for it to get passed that satisfies those people who are against it, in which they did. So a couple of the the two major adjustments that were made is that it did make for like retroactive reforms. So in 2010, Obama had created the Fair Sentencing Act, which was really supposed to reduce the disparity between crack and cocaine and powder cocaine. Mm -hmm. 
at the federal levels and so so they pretty much put that in there right to add in there so effectively this can release you know about 2600 federal inmates um according to the estimates of the marshall project so pretty much that discrepancy of cocaine and crack those who are in there for that explicitly or specifically will will be affected and be able to get released um and the other one is that it created like this thing what they're calling a safety valve well now it kind of gives judges a little bit more flexibility when it comes to mandatory minimum sentencing so things like three strikes they don't have to automatically get a 25 years to life uh the judge can look at other factors and then give a more appropriate sentence um but it's still not as flexible or as open as many are making it seem um and it's not going to make that much of an impact Right. So mm-hmm. but this is what so this was put in there to satisfy people like Cory Booker and them who wanted some adjustments to sentencing, but it's still not exactly what they wanted. And it's still only at the federal level. But what I find it interesting is that a lot of the things when I read their letter as far as why they the dissension against the bill was how to do it could perpetuate racism and stuff with the algorithm algorithms and all that stuff. Well, that mm-hmm. stuff is still in the bill, you know, mm. and so it's like, OK, yeah, I understand like, y'all were making that a big issue when y'all didn't have what y'all want, right? The potential how it can perpetuate racism and inequality because of these algorithms. So I would think that would have to be something that would be changed also. But now they kind of gave you a little bit with the sentencing, but the algorithm stuff is still in there, which still has the same issues, but y'all are now applauding this bill. Um, mm. and so, I don't know, just seeing stuff like that, like actually following how this bill was, was, was going in the debate and the controversy around it and seeing it actually get passed. So now it's like, okay, even people who are progressive, you still we still have to be critical of them too, you know, because mm-hmm. you passed this bill, Cory Booker and all that, and you're applauding it, and people are going to clap their hands. But now five years down the line, six years down the line, do we see that it's still people who, white folks are more likely benefiting from this than black folks because of these algorithms then... What are y'all going to say when y'all already knew it was the case before even passing this bill? Um, so I think that that's alarming in some ways. But nonetheless, it is a good reform, but there's still some things we have to be watchful of. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of bills, um, I am interested in like further watching uh, Senator Kamala Harris's uh, Maternity Care Act. Um, it was introduced to reduce uh, mortality rates and reduce like racial disparities in health care around pregnancy and pregnancy complications for black women. Um, because have did you recently hear about Remy Ma? Yeah, I heard about it. Well, I just know that I don't know exactly what happened, but I know that um, she was in the hospital. She had some complications. But I don't think did they say what it was? Because I couldn't find it. Um, so she gave birth, um, and then, you know, they, she went home, I think a couple days later, and then they said she had like really excessive bleeding and she had to, uh, undergo emergency surgery related Mm. to the, the bleeding. Mm. Yeah. So, um, I'm happy to see, uh, that. There are steps that that are being taken by lawmakers to try to address this issue, because it's every week there's a new story about a famous person. So you can only imagine what's happening to people who don't have publicity or TMZ to report on what's happening with Mm -hmm. their pregnancy. Mm hmm. So again, we keep seeing that. Yeah, most of these celebrities from from Serena Williams to Gabrielle Union now to Remy Ma and, and short countless others 
that this is a real problem, you know? And mm-hmm. think about, just think about even just like celebrity black women is already such a small sample size, you know what I'm saying? And how many of them are having these issues when it comes to pregnancy. So you can only imagine, like you said, mm-hmm. in the, the effect with the, the all black women, um, mm-hmm. how that's still probably very much a problem and those voices aren't being heard. So, so yeah, so yeah, there's, it's just weird, like, how come, like, it's just, I mean, we talked about it, we had an episode on it, and we have conversations about it, but it's just like, there's something really wrong here when it's just affecting black women this much, you know, mm-hmm. and we got to put more research into it, because it's a scary thing, especially mm-hmm. for black women who want to have babies, um, now it's like a little bit even added more stress during that process, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, but hopefully these stories, and with you know, people actually putting forth bills and, and legislation related to it. Hopefully we can see a a, a change in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Alrighty. Well, um, besides those things, you know, I think what we forgot to mention in the beginning of the episode that today is our 50th episode. Yay! We made it to 50, y'all. 50 episodes and, and this episode is definitely the last episode of 2018 as well so i think we'll get into some resolutions in a second but let's take a moment to just you know think about reflect on these past 50 episodes daft you know what are some um favorite episodes some memories favorite memories you have of doing a podcast episodes people we talk to anything stand out to you in particular um, I would have to say that, of course, my favorite episodes uh, revolved around politics. Our episode with Chris Parker uh, about change they can't believe in and just how real and raw he was in discussing um, Tea Party politics mm-hmm. and, you know, even, you know, even some other things also of course like the the black republican episode yeah that was awesome that was a good yeah. one too and i was kind of like before the episode just kind of going through like oh man we made 50 let me see what we've done since then i'm like yeah we did we covered a lot of stuff and i was like i was kind of sitting back like wow we did a lot of a lot of good a lot of great topics a lot of great episodes um you know one of the early ones that's still one of my favorites was uh you know what does it mean to sound black Oh yeah, that was a good one. That was such that a, good, was a one. good one. Um, it was one of my favorite. I think it was one of, even though it was early on, it was one of, I think one of our best interviews. Um, and just the, the topic was just super interesting, compelling in the work she does. That was so fun. Um, and even like we just looking way way back, the natural hair episode, the colorism episode. Yeah, please don't <laughs> touch my hair. That was really good. That was a good one too. People like Ash Cash. Um, personal finance which a lot of people like when i you know when i people listen to it i catch up with folks that have been listening to a lot of them go back and they say that's one of their favorite episodes too because they felt like he was just like he broke things down about finances to like a really relatable level where people can understand Mm -hmm. you know i was actually at dinner the other night and i was still quoting him about the uh the length of time that the dollar stays in the black oh, community. Like I just quoted him like less than mm-hmm. like five days ago. I do that all the time. Every two weeks when I go to my Newark, uh, my group in Newark with the guys, I quote that mm-hmm. every, every time, every session. Um, and their mm-hmm. jaws drop every time. What I say, you know, I told them about the other groups and I'm like, how long do you think it lasts in the, in the black community? You know? Yeah. And I'm like six hours. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got to do better. <laughs> I, of course, and I feel like 
the mom and like the Mother's Day and Father's Day episodes. But, you know, those were cool just to get to know a little bit, you know, more about each other. But I thought it was also cool because I, I feel like especially our dads had like a little connection like yeah. to hear them like, connected over the, the recording and stuff. Yeah, that was funny. Um, and then I even looked at our episodes that we just did ourselves. And I was like, oh, okay. Like we, I like our Black Panther review. Which a lot of people like too. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Black Panther was this year. It, it seemed like so long it ago. It does. It does. It really does. So much happened in 2018. A lot of people like that review. Our in-depth analysis of that. Um, so we probably got to do that again one of these days. Yeah. Pick a pick a movie. No, I was gonna say. I said I think another movie. Um, I just saw Jordan Peele said is about to release a trailer for his new movie called Us or something like that coming out on like the 26th. I mean, no, the okay. trailer comes out on the 26th or something like that, I think. Um, so I'll be interested to see what that's about. This will be his first thing after Get Out. Mm-hmm. But that'll definitely give us some commentary because I'll never forget going to see Get Out and the people in the audience. You know, quite a few of them were fine with everything up until <laughs> the part where, you know, the tables turn. And then a couple of uh, white couples walked out mm-hmm. at the at the point that the tables turn, I'm like, ain't that about a, you I, know I what? They did. Oh, well, you, you know, it's fine. <laughs> they just auctioned off black folk and dig into their skulls, but as soon as somebody try to survive, let's run away. Yeah. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that might have some good commentary, but I'm sure there'll be a bunch of other movies too. Yeah. I, of course, like biracial or biracial. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good episode. That was a good one too. Um, yeah, so many good ones, man. Even like I said, even like episodes we did with ourselves, we talked about student loans, talked about gun mm-hmm. control, we talked about the war on crimes. Like we cover a lot of just uh, just you and I just doing some cool topics and informing the folks, and then bringing the guest on. That's that's been fun too. Learning about our guests and what they do, and bringing yeah. the conversations, which we'll for sure. Looking forward to starting that back up in the new year. Mm-hmm. Yep, continuing. I that. said, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Um, so yeah, it's been a fun ride, you know. Cheers to, to, to fifty episodes, cheers to fifty more episodes and seeing what yes. the next fifty will bring. I'm excited to see uh who else we'll talk to, who else we'll get, you know, and the engagement and continuing to figure out ways to, to grow and, and and make things happen. Um so so I guess, you know, like I said, this is the last episode of twenty eighteen. So the episode after this will be in twenty nineteen. So any uh Ooh. Things you're thinking about for 2019 as far as resolutions, even with BHD or just with yourself that you're trying to accomplish in this next year? Um, Next year, I think my goal for the year or my theme for the year is just going to be consistency uh, when it comes to BHD. You know, just want to make sure that we are consistently, you know, bringing our A game, bringing like amazing guests on board, whether it's the experts, you know, the people uh, that the listeners that we talk to, um, you know, that's one of my resolutions in my field work and in my dissertation writing. I just want to be consistent Mm -hmm. in my dieting and exercise. Like I don't I don't want to do any extremes on anything. I just think if I may, if I be if I'm consistent with everything, you know, in moderation, if I'm consistent, I think it's going to be an uh, even better year than this year was. And I, and I thought this year was pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. No, it was a really good year. Really good year. I'm with you on that, being consistent. I think um, 
there's, there's some things, yeah, I definitely want to comment as far as BHD. Um, still a couple ideas that we've had in 2018 that we really didn't get to put on the table that I think we, we will we'll try to put out and make it happen in 2019. Um, mm-hmm. um, you know, things where I'm not going to give you all too much, but we'll, 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 you know, with Facebook and stuff like that, we'll, we'll start to figure some things out like that. I think we can definitely accomplish that because I think that'll be a fun way to interact with the guests too and, and have topics, a lot with the topics that we cover. Um and then also, yeah, like getting back into the gym for me is a big one. Um, and I kind of like what you said, just like not being too extreme. I think a lot of times when you just, when you have a time period, like, okay, I'm going hard. And then you kind of burn out, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then you're, you're consistent <laughs> for like three, four months, if that. And then it's like, okay, I'm tired now. So it's a good to find that right pace of like, okay, let me be consistent <laughs> for all 12 months, you know? Um, yeah. And so I think that's a good, uh, a good, a good strategy that I'm with. Too. Yeah. Because did I tell you, I did that. Like, I went so hard. Like, I started back up on my health kick in, like, April. And I, you know, I was going hard. I was doing so good. And then, like, at the end of August, it just, I fell off. I I lost 15 pounds during that time frame. And I've gained probably, like, 10 to 12 of them back mm. since since September. And it's just kind of like... If I could have just like slowed down yeah. during that four months and just have like stayed consistent to the end of the year, I would probably be in a better place than I am right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna beat myself up, but that's that's the lesson I learned about consistency. Yeah, yeah, to do it, do it at a moderate pace. Like I guess the old ad, slow and steady wins the race, you know. Slow and steady wins. <laughs> um, and I think yeah, there's a lot of truth to that because I think that that's been one of my biggest adjustments since leaving graduate school. Because you know, grad school, I worked out all the time, but it was fun. It wasn't like a, it didn't feel like a chore, you know, it was like, mm-hmm. but then once you start working and you got the obligations and the gym just isn't around the corner, you know, um, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's like, oh, that consistency thing is, is tougher to do, you know? And mm-hmm. so it's like trying to get back into the swing of things where it's like a, a part of my schedule, like it was when I was at Purdue and I'm just, this is, this time is set up, set up for this. And it's going to be a part of just like your life, your everyday routine kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, then I think it becomes easier, and and to find a fun way to do it too. Cause I used to play basketball and stuff, and all that stuff kept me motivated to go. It was just like fun, like hanging out with the guys, shooting hoops, you know, talking. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to find a happy medium, and so I can be consistent all year long too. Yeah. And then hopefully we'll have some some good things to report to y'all next year. I'll tell you tell you no, this I lost since twenty this year. I lost next year at the end of next year. We can tell you how much weight we lost or the goals we hit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. So I don't think we realize how slowly we gain weight. It's kind of like over a year you realize like that. Hey, did I really just gain that 15, 20 pounds over this year? And I mean, if you think about that, like if you just like slowly do it the other way, you could easily at the end of the year be a different person. So, yeah, don't be going on these fasts, y'all, at the at the beginning of the year talking about you going on a what the Jeremiah fast. What What's that the thing that every church be doing? And then like you ain't eating no meat, uh, you ain't eating no salad dressing, you ain't eating nothing. Don't do that, y'all. The 21 day fast. Yeah, that's stuff like that. that'd be funny, man. People like, oh, I'm not eating no carbs. You know, for like 30 days, like oh, I lost like five pounds and they eat a piece of bread and they get that five pounds back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't been there. I don't uh, know. It's too funny. Yeah, take your time. Ain't no rush, you know. And I, the longer the, the the longer and then you do it, the more it becomes part of your lifestyle. And I think the longer it's the, the, the results stay, too. It's kind of to me, it's like one of those situations. Mm-hmm. The quicker you lose it, then the quicker you can gain it back, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like the longer you take, then the longer time it takes to gain back too. 
just keep that in mind. But yeah, weight loss goals, yeah, work goals. Definitely be focused on my research and getting back on my research agenda at this crazy semester I had. That's definitely my big 2019 goal is yeah. do more research and writing. Oh, your girl going on a job market next year, honey. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, that's a, that's... Uh, so I'm definitely looking forward to that because I, ja, I need a fall, job. That's fall in the 2019, right? That's mm-hmm. Okay. I'll go fall 2019. So, I mean, I won't have the job of the job announcement likely until 2020, but it's yeah. just kind of like all the work. Mm-hmm. It, I'm like, wow, this is actually about to happen like six months from now. Like people start getting their, you know, essays and packets and statements together. They start getting that together like at the end of the summer. Mm-hmm. Because them, them jobs start popping up. They want to usually up bodies in the major conferences. So mm-hmm. by ASA and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, you're going to have mm-hmm. a bunch of jobs popping up probably like a month before that conference. So, yeah. So, so yeah, it's a whole nother job in itself. So, yeah, we'll be. BHD will be supporting you throughout that process. Yay! Thanks, <laughs> thanks PhD. <laughs> I'll be wearing I'm wearing my uh, sweatshirt to uh, or my t-shirt to an uh, interview. Like, y'all, I'm black, y'all. I'm like black. Highly dangerous. But watch yep. out. <laughs> That's too funny. Um, but now, nah, yeah, we appreciate y'all. You know, your listeners being with us for these past 50 episodes and and all year long you know we didn't hit the one year mark yet that'll be the first week of february so we'll address it then but um but hitting 50 episodes not missing a single week uh you know that's a big accomplishment y'all listening to us and tuning in every week as well being faithful listeners and and engaged with us really appreciate that man words can't express it and hopefully y'all continue to grow with us in this next 50 episodes in this next year in 2019 and set goals for yourself and set goals with us and, and and make them you know and make them yep. and send us ideas yeah. or ask to be on like be one of our listeners um, that comes on to speak with us like engage with us because uh, we we definitely want to take BHD to the next level yeah for sure next level stuff sure we know look, look at the numbers I know it's a lot of y'all listening so I'm there I'm sure there's a lot of y'all who in 2018 was like man I would love to just come in and talk about this well make that your 2019 resolution hit us up (laughs) chat with us come talk to us give us ideas topics things you would like to see maybe there's things other podcasts do that you listen to that you really enjoy and shoot it our way maybe we can do Mm -hmm. it um Mm -hmm. you know we're very open and receptive to to feedback for sure uh, mainly because that's the kind of career path we're in anyway that's just what we're used to so you won't be hurting our feelings at all at all and it was one of the that was the one of the things that I was pleased about in terms of like our feedback like some of the guests who came on um, who reached out to us you know actually telling us how much they appreciate the res- that they got a response because mm-hmm. it doesn't always happen and so I would say in 2019 as we blow up because we we're gonna continue to blow up mm-hmm. you know that's consistency I want to be consistent in like being the type of people who respond mm-hmm. who you know, engage with our listeners and not just like saying this stuff just to say it. Like, mm-hmm. that's one thing I want to, you know, be about consistently because it was so it was great uh, to hear those things uh, from, you know, some of the guests that were on to say, like, I was so surprised because people don't respond to me. Yeah. I and think, you all did. No, that's very true. And that's one thing I think is a core of what we do here. I think it just boils down to, yeah, being accessible, you know, and that's one thing I want to make sure we hold true to for being where we are now to if we, yeah, we, when we blow up and we got a lot more listeners, it's just like accessibility, man. Like we do want to respond. We do want your ideas. We do want you to know that we're actually listening to you because it does mean a lot, you know, and, um, 
so we'll continue to continue to, to make sure we do that for you all and keep reaching out to us because uh, we want to make sure we're there for you as well yes um, but other than that you know all y'all enjoy your holidays Jab, Dab, enjoy the rest of 2018 yes <laughs> see you in 2019 to you and all yes. listeners enjoy this time with your family and friends I know people are off kids are off of school you all are off hanging with your close ones and just chilling and relaxing so make the most of it for sure mm-hmm. and be ready to regroup and take on 2019 motivated and ready to rock <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and other than that as always continue to follow us on social media at BHD Podcast on Twitter F- Facebook Instagram um, hit us up on our website or follow us on our website blackandhollydangerous.com to keep up with all this content email us with your ideas with your resolutions with your topics whatever it is um, at, at bhdpodcast at gmail.com um, and other than that continue to review and rate us on iTunes that really helps us grow and get the word out there and when people are searching they'll find us the more reviews and ratings we have so continue to do that um, and share us with your friends share us with your family and share us with your enemies and as always continue to be the oppressor's worst fear if you're interested in continuing this and other conversations, visit our website, blackandhollydangerous.com to subscribe to our email list, suggest topics, and participate in our discussion forums. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BHD Podcast. And please don't forget to subscribe and rate our podcast on your favorite platform. And as always, continue to be the oppressor's worst fear.